that's a lot of what you've been able to be a part of, that you've been an active part of in our church and in our community, our city, and really making a difference, making an impact in people's lives. And so we can't say thank you enough for uh, all of you who have, who have grabbed a hold of the vision of what God started through us and have just ran with it and made it a reality. And so we thank you guys so much. And as we celebrate all God has done in and through our church throughout this last year, and we look forward to what God is going to do in the future, I want to speak a word to you today that God has been stirring inside of me uh, for a little bit now. And I want to talk to you on this subject a little bit crazy. A little bit crazy. Everybody say, a little bit crazy. Now look to the person to your left and say, are you a little bit crazy? Some of you don't have somebody sitting on your left, and so that makes you look crazy because you're, t- you're saying that to nobody, right? <laughs> a little bit crazy. And to get us started today, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever known someone who was crazy? <laughs> Some of you are pointing at somebody. Don't point at the person sitting next to you. <laughs> have you ever known somebody who was a little bit crazy? Maybe they just weren't, they, you just couldn't wrap you around. Have you ever been around someone who just weirded you out? You're just thinking, <laughs> it got quiet on that one. I don't know why, but you just, you, you, you just got around somebody and you're like, I don't know what it is about this person, but they just make me feel weird. You know, I, they just weird me out. Or have you ever had a friend or a family member who was just a little crazy in your opinion? If you're here today and you're like, no, we don't really have that family member, chances are you might be the family member that's a little bit crazy. (laughs) If you can't think of anybody, it's because they're thinking of you. (laughs) A little bit crazy. And so here's what I've discovered. There were a lot of crazy people in the Bible. Have you ever read your Bible? You ever read even just a little bit of the Bible? If you go through the Bible, here's what I've discovered. There were a lot of crazy people in the Bible. A lot of crazy people. When you read some of the stories, and I jotted some of them down here just to to give us a point of reference, think about Noah for just a minute. Was Noah a little bit crazy? That he he's he's just hanging out, chilling, never seen any rain, and God says, you know what? It, the earth is going to flood, and it's going to rain, and all of this is going to happen, and I need you to build me this boat, but not just a boat. I need you to build me this humongous boat. That will house two of every animal on earth plus you and your family. And Noah's like, you know, I don't even really know what rain is or what, you know, we don't even really understand how this is going to happen. But okay. Come on, have you ever just thought about it? You're, if, if God speaks to you that way and just says, you know what, I need you to build a boat because... Uh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and you've never seen it happen, and nobody even knows what rain is around here, but it's going to happen, and so I need you to just trust me. And Noah was a little bit crazy, and I'm sure everybody thought he was crazy. Everybody that, I mean, how long did it, hundred, just years and years and years and years and years to build this ark? And can you imagine the people that are walking by as Noah's building an ark? Because the story is like so so short in the Bible. We're like, oh, God told Noah this is going to happen. He built the ark. The animals came two by two. They all got on the boat. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. They were actually on the boat like a year. And then, then they get off, and then now it's time to re, re, redo the whole earth. 
There's a lot that happened in between all of that stuff. And the people that are just walking along thinking, who, like, what are you, it's like, there's that Noah guy again. He's over there building a boat. I don't even know what a boat is. I don't know what they called it back then. You know, maybe they asked him, what are you building? It's an ark. Well, what is that? You know, why are you building? What's going to float? It's going to be this big thing that's going to float. Noah was crazy, y'all. He was crazy. Think about Moses. Moses did something crazy. God says, go and lead all of these people out of the most powerful nation in the world at the time. And they're all slaves. All of my people, they're all slaves. And there's just thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And I want you, and as a matter of fact, the way that I'm going to tell you this is I'm going to light a bush on fire that's not going to burn up, but it's going to be on fire. And out of the bush, you're going to hear a voice that's going to tell you to do this. And then I want you to go back to Egypt, and I want you to lead my people out of slavery of the most powerful nation in the world. Moses did something crazy. God asked him to do something crazy. He was a little bit crazy. If you just stop and think about it, Joseph, you're betrayed, sold into slavery, accused of something he didn't do, put in prison, forgotten about, and then became second in command in all of Egypt and saved his family and all their people. Now, granted, that didn't happen overnight. (laughs) But isn't that just a little bit, just a little bit weird? You know, God gives him this dream as a teenager of something that's going to happen, and it takes years for it to come to pass. And throughout the process, throughout the process, All of those things happened to Joseph. But Joseph did something that's a little bit crazy. He stayed faithful to God. How many of us, so many times when the first first little thing of, the first little sign of trouble comes, we're like, that must not have been God. God must not have, like, I must have just ate too much pizza and had a dream. And that wasn't, that couldn't have been God. Because why would God, if it's what God told me to do, then why is it so hard? Why am I going through what I'm going through right now? But Joseph did something that's a little bit crazy. He stayed faithful throughout the entire process until God's vision for his life came to pass. What about David? Why are all you guys hiding from this giant? Goes and gets the slingshot and some rocks. And walks up to this 10-foot giant and says, I'll take care of this. While the army and all the people that are all suited up are hiding and afraid to go out. And David just steps onto the scene and he's not even supposed to be there. He's just bringing some stuff for his brothers that his father seen him do. And he walks up and he thinks, what are y'all doing? Like, what, what, what's going on here? And he just, I'll, I'll take care of it. It's like, okay, oh, you're... Just a little little teenage boy, and this is just a 10-foot man, and it's like, okay, and then Saul takes him in and tries to put him in this armor, and like, we'll suit you up, you know, it's like, we know you're going to die, but at least you'll look good while you die, and we're going to suit you up and all this stuff, so maybe, you know, the, the first strike won't get you, and the second one won't get you, but eventually we know what's going to happen, and we just, you know, we want to be able to say we did all we could do for you. Is it not just a little bit crazy what David did? Or think about Esther. I don't know if you've ever read that story. She ends up, long story short, she ends up going to the king and requesting something. And let me just tell you something. 
back in those days, you didn't go to the king the way that Esther did. You didn't go to the king asking for something. And, you know, God, this king, this is really what we need. And, you know, if you just, if you, you're, you're going to get killed if you go to the king asking for things. Are you hearing me? But I love what, what, what the scripture says around that story. It says that, but maybe you were born for just a time as this. Maybe even though this seems a little bit crazy what I'm asking you to do, maybe you were born for just this moment in time so that you can do this crazy thing and change the world. Maybe you were born for just a time as this. We think about Joshua and Caleb in the Bible. Did the crazy. Everyone else said the people in the land that God was going to give them, they were too big, they were too strong, they were too powerful, and these two guys stand up and say, you know what, I don't care what they look like, we can take it. God said we can take it, we can take it. And everybody else that went in and, lo- and spying out the land said, no, not going to happen. They're bigger than we are. There's more of them than we are. And Joshua and Caleb stand up and say, you know what, we can actually do this. Let's go do it. And then think about Joshua just by himself and the crazy thing. Lead my people into the land that I'm going to give them and march around those walls for seven days. Don't fight. Don't pull out any swords. Don't talk. Don't do anything, but just march around for the first six days. Go around one time. And on the seventh day, I want you to go around. Do you know that God told Joshua all this up front? So as, as the people are walking around, they're probably thinking, I don't know what in the world we're doing, but I guess we trust this guy, and we're just going to keep on walking around these walls. And Joshua is probably thinking, I sure hope to God this works. Because if it doesn't, for the last week, we just walked around these walls, and if nothing happens, then I'm going to look like an idiot. He did something a little bit crazy that didn't make any sense to the people around him. Paul, get thrown into prison multiple times, but keep preaching the gospel to, to the people and keep starting churches. Peter, get out of the boat and walk on water. Anybody try that lately? <laughs> just be out in your boat and I'm just going to see if this works or not. I don't know what's going to happen. It's just it's crazy stuff, right? Jesus, how many of you know Jesus was a little bit crazy? Come to earth and give your life for people who may or may not choose to love you. Is that not a little bit crazy? Leave heaven, come to earth, live for 33 years, not everybody's going to like you, and then die for the entire world just in case somebody decides to, to love you. I don't know about you, but that sounds a little bit crazy. Some of the stuff that you, you, you really ought to read your Bible. I don't know if you read your Bible or not. You really ought to read your Bible because it's really good stories. It's really good stuff in there, and a lot of times when I'm reading my Bible, I'm thinking, wow, I'm not the only one that's jacked up, or I'm not the, you know, it's like, well, if God can use, if God can use them, then I guess he can use me too, because they had their own problems just like every one of us do. Here's what I believe this morning as we begin this next year of our church, year two, that God is looking for someone to do the crazy. God is looking for somebody. Y'all are awfully quiet. Did you hear what I said? God is looking for somebody to do the crazy. God is looking for somebody 
who is going to do something crazy, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you don't completely understand it, even if you think, I don't know, I don't have the money, I don't have the resource, I don't have the people, I don't have anything that I need to, to do what you're asking me to do, but God is, is inviting you and looking for someone who is willing to do something crazy. God's looking for someone that he can trust with a crazy idea. God is looking for someone he can, tr- he can give crazy favor to. Anybody, anybody want some crazy favor from God in your life? <laughs> can I just let you in on a little secret? You're going to have to get a little crazy. <laughs> because if you want the crazy favor of the, you see all these people in the Bible that did all these amazing things. If you really go back to the beginning of the amazing thing that they did, it was crazy. We have the end of the story, and so it doesn't seem that crazy. We know that it flooded. The ark worked. God was telling the truth. Noah was telling the truth and all of that. We know that eventually the, the Israelites got to the Red Sea, and when there was nowhere to go, God parted the waters, and they walked across on dry ground. We see all the, we see all the endings to the stories. But when they were in it, there was no ending yet. And they just had to be willing to do something crazy that God had asked them to do, just trusting that God told me to do it, so it's all going to work out. And God is looking for somebody to give some crazy resources to and some crazy favor to and crazy blessing to, but a lot of times we're not willing to get crazy to get it. And God's asking you to do something, and God's saying, I, if it, this, is what, this is what my purpose is for your life. This is, can I just tell you that doing what we're doing right now and you sitting here and, and, and all of this that's happening today, this is all crazy. Every bit of it is crazy. Every bit of it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense how this could work and how this whole process came together and everything. But God's looking for somebody who's willing to do something crazy that may not make sense to everybody. And you may not look, you may not look like the, the, the sharpest knife in the drawer while you're doing it. But God told me to do it, and so I'm going to do it. And when you say you're going to do it and you step into it, then God begins to give you all this favor and blessing and resource and everything that you need to see it through. Sometimes you got to get a little bit crazy. God's looking for, this is what I believe, I jotted down a bunch of these. This is what I think God is looking for in this next year. Crazy, crazy salvations, crazy baptisms, crazy praise, crazy worship. I may mention just a minute ago about our praise. Sometimes we're just so reserved, you know. It's like, I don't want to sweat at church, you know. I'm just going to just gonna clap my hands a little bit and, and uh, just see what, you know, God, oh, God, you're good. And, and boy, I like this song. You know, sometimes, oh, they're singing my song today, you know. And sometimes we just get too reserved, and, and, and I think God is looking for people that are just just on fire for him. And I don't care what you're doing next to me, but I'm going to praise God, and I'm going to worship, and I'm going to lift him up. Crazy, crazy joy, crazy hope, crazy outreach, crazy kids ministry, that's a scary one. Crazy growth, crazy favor and resources, crazy commitment, crazy freedom, crazy love, crazy generosity. And my question to all of us today is this. Are we going to be the church that produces crazy results in this city? Because <laughs> now we're clapping. So six months from now when God says to do something crazy or, or you feel like, you know, in, in a month from now you're like, boy, I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to join the setup team. And you got to do something crazy and get up and get here at 7.30 in the morning to set up. Or 
if we, if we really want to be the church that produces crazy results, we're going to have to do, you can't do normal things and get, and get crazy good results. You got you to gotta step out a little bit and say, you know what, I'm going to do something that may seem a little bit crazy to people and probably seems a little bit crazy to me, and I really don't know that I want to do it, but I'm going to do it because God said to do it. And that's the question. Are we going to be the church that, that, does, that, that just does the norm, or are we going to be the church that produces crazy results in our city? And we start seeing people come to Christ that we never thought would come to Christ. And we start seeing people baptized, and we're like, man, I never in my life, I never thought they would even be sitting next to me at church, and they are here. And I don't even know how this happened, but they're here. Is that, are those the kind of things that we want to see? Because we got to be willing to pay the price to see them. we got to be willing to put in the work and the energy to be able to see those things. God's not looking for ordinary praise. He desires crazy praise that changes an atmosphere in a room changes somebody's heart, changes somebody's life forever. God's not looking for ordinary growth. He desires crazy growth that captures a city. Can I get a better amen than that? That's what we're here for is to, to reach people that are far from God so that they can know God, they can find freedom in their life, they can discover purpose, and then they can go out and make an impact in somebody else's life. That's, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Crazy results. Crazy praise. Crazy growth. God's not looking for ordinary generosity. He desires crazy generosity. Just, just crazy. Sometimes, let me just say this. Sometimes when we talk about money, we kind of tense up a little bit. And it's like, oh, well, you're not, I don't know if I'm going to give any more than what I'm already given or whatever. And I'm not telling you to. Because that's not my job. Your job is to give as God leads you to give. I believe that the first 10% is the tithe, and God's already called you to give that. That's not something you have to pray about. But anything above that is something that, that God, you just, you just allow God to tell you, this is, I feel like I'm supposed to give this to this person, and it doesn't even have to be money. But I believe God is, God is desiring crazy generosity from his people. People that will be inconvenienced to help somebody else out in a generous way. I believe that's what God's wanting, not ordinary things. Ordinary, can I just tell you this morning that ordinary does not work. Or people don't want ordinary. It's, it's, the cra it's the things that seem crazy. It's the crazy praise, crazy joy. I've got crazy hope in my circumstance. I, I've got crazy generosity. I don't even know where this is coming from. But God has just given me this heart to just be generous to people. And I'm always on the look. I, I'm looking out for people that I can be generous to and who I can give to and all those things. That's what God is wanting. God is not looking for ordinary commitment. He wants crazy commitment that sees things through. Not just ordinary commitment. But a commitment that says, you know what, God, I'm going to be faithful no matter what. I'm going to be faithful no matter what. This is what you've given me, and I'm going to be faithful with what you've given me. No matter what. Crazy commitment to the things of God. So how do we pull this off? How do we do all this? And I want to break down the word crazy for you today to try to help you remember. And I want you to write this down. You should have a note sheet somewhere close to you in a seat. You can take out the pen, take out the note sheet, write this down because I believe this is going to help you. And this is where we're going in this next year. I believe that God, God has given us this word about crazy, that if we want to see crazy things happen, 
And I'm not talking about crazy, ridiculous things that we're all like, that ain't God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about crazy, just crazy results and people, people at church that we never thought would be at church and people saved that we never thought would be saved and, and just a, a city turned upside down for God. So how can we be, how can we do the crazy for God? Here's the C. The first one is called. You and I have to remember that we are called in this city to do big things for God, not just ordinary things for God. We've got to, we've got to, above all else, you've got to remember that you're called to do this. That this is something that God, God has put you here. You're not here by accident. Let me tell you that. God has put you here for a reason. You live in this community for a reason. You live in the neighborhood you live in for a reason. You're here today for a reason. Maybe that reason is food. I don't know. But you're here today for a reason. And we've got to remember that this is what I'm called to do. Above all else, this is what I'm called to do. Here's the R. Risk. Sometimes you have to be willing to take all these people that we just talked about in the Bible. They were willing to take a risk. They were willing to take a risk. Sometimes can I, Sometimes you have to be willing to risk your reputation and who you're trying to... to, to to show everybody that you are to do something for God. And so my question is, are you willing to take a risk? If God tells you to do something, to invite somebody, to, to sign up for a team, to be a part of something, whatever that is, are you willing to risk things in your life, risk people thinking that you might be weird, that you might be crazy, that why are you talking to them about, you know, they don't go to church and they don't, you know, they don't want anything to do with God. Why are you talking to them about God? Well, just, I just know that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm called to do it and I'm going to take a risk. Are you willing to take a risk in your reputation? Are you willing to risk in your finances? Are you willing to risk in those different areas in your life? Here's the A, audacity. Audacity. You ever heard somebody say something like this? Can you believe they had the audacity to say that to me? Can you believe they had the audacity to do that? Can you believe what they did? Can I just tell you, we need to flip that around, I believe. <laughs> and we need to be those people that people are like, can you believe that church had the audacity to do what they're out here just reaching people and doing doing things that, you know, just be in the hands and feet of Jesus and and they're, the things that they're doing, and I don't even know why they're doing that, and why are they putting this on, and why are they why are they even, can you believe they had the audacity to talk to me about God and about Jesus? I think we need to get a little, we need to get a little audacity sometimes and say, you know what? I don't really care what you think about me. <laughs> this is what I'm called to do. I'm going to take a risk. And I want people saying about me, can you believe they have the audacity to do that at that school? Can you believe they had the audacity to do that? We need that in our lives. We need that. It's going to be required if you want to do something crazy good for God. Are people going to say about us what they said about David? <laughs> can you believe that he's going out to fight the giant? And then after he fought the giant, it's like, oh my gosh, it worked. <laughs> I cannot believe, I cannot believe it actually worked. 
But when he was going out, people were like, can you believe what this guy thinks he can go out here and do? This little teenage boy thinks he can go out here and kill this giant, going to try to make us look bad, try to make us look like we're not doing our part, going to go out here and say, like, well, I got God on my side, and with God all things are possible, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and all these things, I can do all things through Christ. Can you believe, is that what you want people to say about you? That when you step out, people are like, I can't believe they just did what they did. And then after you do it, it's like, and that worked. <laughs> I don't even know how that worked, but that worked. Well, I can tell you how it worked. It's because God told you to do it. That's how it's going to work. Here's the Z. The word is zone. If we're going to have, we're going to have to get out of our comfort zone to do big things for Jesus. Can I... Can I tell you this morning that Moses was out of his comfort zone? Come on, he tried to get out of what God wanted him to do. Well, God, I just can't, I just came from there and they're not going to listen to me. And I'm not a really good talker. I don't speak well. And so how am I going to pull this off? And, you know, just choose somebody. Well, how are they going to know that it's you that sent me? All these questions. And he's trying to get out of what God told him to do. Can I tell you that when he went back to Egypt... And went to Pharaoh and said, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know how you're going to take this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but God told me to come tell you <laughs> that you need to let all, the, like, all those people that are doing all that work for you, you need to let them all go. <laughs> like, you need to, <laughs> you need to, you need to, do you think that was a little bit out of his comfort zone? And then when and then when God told him, you know, when when this doesn't happen and he doesn't let him go, this is the this is what I'm going to do to all the people. And then can you imagine saying that out loud? Like if you don't, you know, here come the frogs and <laughs> if you don't do this, there're going to be frogs everywhere. I'm just telling you. <laughs> They're going to be all the water, you know, going to be water to drink cuz it's all going to turn to blood. So I'm just telling just come on just just do what I'm telling you to do, because God told me, God told me to come tell you to do this, and I'm trying to help you out, and you're not listening. I think he was a little bit out of his comfort zone in those moments. Joshua, I'm sure that dude was out of, can you imagine following up Moses? Moses does all this stuff, and then God's like, all right, Joshua, Moses is dead, here you go, your turn. <laughs> A little bit out of my comfort zone, God. I haven't led a million people before, and uh, I don't know how we're going to set this up. March around the walls for seven days. You know, just, just stuff that, in order to do it, he had to get out of his comfort zone. Because I guarantee you, he didn't want to go tell the people, here's how we're going to take the city. We're going to, exactly. <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to be marching around the wall. Like, we're not going to yell. And we're not going to fight. We're just going to march around the walls, and everybody's like, <laughs> you know what we're doing? I don't know what we're doing. We're just walking around, but that's what God said to do. That's what the leader said to do. All these people that were out of their comfort zone, we got to get out of our comfort zone to do something big for God, to, to accomplish crazy big results. We've got to get out of our comfort zone. And here's the why, and it's simply this, yes. We've got to be willing to say yes to the things of God personally and as a church. That when God says it, we just do it. 
when God, I heard a, I heard a pastor at a conference say this one time. He said, understanding can wait, obedience cannot. So when God says to do something, our, our initial reaction is to, okay, let's see if we can figure this out. So you want us to do this. And so you want us to, let me just use ourselves for an example. You want us to start a church, um, and there's two of us. <laughs> and we don't have, we don't have, uh, we don't have enough money, and we don't have any people, and we don't have. There's no resource there, and we don't have like, okay, God, we need a building, and some chairs, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff, and it's a little bit out of your comfort zone a lot of times. And we talked about it a lot in in series in the past about having faith. And the Bible says in the group that we were at this last Thursday night, something that was said on the video and in our discussion time was talking about faith. And you think about Abraham, that God told him, I want you to leave where you are and go to a place that I will show you. So just just leave where you are and pack up everything and all, you know, your family and everybody and just start walking in this direction, and when you get there, I'll tell you that you're there. Now, how many of us would say yes to that? But he did. He did. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So there are going to be a lot of things that God's going to ask you to do and God's going to put on your heart to do that are not going to make sense to you and the reason they're not going to make sense to you is because if it made sense to you and you could do it, you wouldn't have to have any faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. God, God wants you, he wants to put you in situations where you, you have to make a decision, am I going to trust God in this situation? Am I going to have faith that God told me to be here, God told me to do this, and so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Even though it doesn't look like I thought it was going to look, I'm going to say yes to what God tells me to do. And we've got to get to that point where we say yes. If God asks us to do it, our response should always be yes. Should always be yes. And I want to challenge you this morning. Will you stand to your feet? I am going to bring the worship team back up. If you guys are still in here. Sometimes to accomplish big things for God, you have to get a little bit crazy. Now, what you do for God is not going to seem crazy to God. But it might seem crazy to you, and it might seem crazy to other people around you. But sometimes to accomplish big things for God, if we want to go to the next level as a church and reach more people for Jesus, we might have to get a little bit crazy. We might have to step out and say, you know what, God, God, you're telling me to do this, you're telling us to do this as a church, and so we're going to step out and do it, even though people are going to think this is crazy. But can I tell you what will happen at the end? <laughs> people will say, oh my gosh, it worked. They said God told them to do that, and it actually worked. I thought it was crazy, but it worked. I want to challenge you today as we take a step into this next year as a church. 
I want us to, I want us to give crazy praise, give crazy resources, have crazy joy in the midst of every circumstance. Come on, does anybody would anybody like crazy joy and just hope in every situation that no matter what happens to you and what's going on around you, that you can't even people are like, I don't even know how you're so calm right now. It's because I have crazy joy and crazy hope. Hope is an anchor for my soul. Come on, we got to have hope. We got to have hope and joy that doesn't come from the circumstances being okay, but joy that comes from Him no matter what my circumstances look like. I'm praying that we see crazy growth as a church. And can I just challenge you with this today? Let's. I'm going to ask you to do something, do something bold. Something that might seem a little bit crazy. Something that people might tell you can't be done. But as we step into year two of Impact Church, can we just go transform a city? Can we just go do something? Can we just go do something that that is going to have a drastic impact on the kingdom? Can we just show people crazy love right where they are? Just right where they are. Just life is a wreck lost their job, don't have any place to live, just just crazy love. We don't, <laughs> just showing people love right where they are. You don't have to get it together. I can lead you to somebody who can help you get it together. You don't have to figure it out on your own. I can lead you to somebody who can help you figure it out. You don't have to get everything to get, you don't have to get your life in order to come to Jesus. Can I just say that again? You don't have to get your life in order to come to Jesus. Can we just do something crazy and just go love a whole community and city full of people into the kingdom of God? I believe we can. I believe we can, but we're going to have to get a little bit crazy. We're going to have to get out of our comfort zone. We're going to have to take a risk. You're going to have to have something rise up on the inside of you that says, I don't care what this looks like and I don't care what people say about me, but I'm going to do it anyway because this is what God said to do. God told me to talk to you, and so I'm going to talk to you even though you may not hear what I want to say. And in everything that God tells us to do, let our answer be yes. If God says it, we say yes. If God's leading there, we say yes. If God, if God sets it up, we say yes. Everything that God wants for my life, I want everything that God has for me and for this church and nothing that he doesn't. So when God says it, let our response be yes. Yes. I want to end today, we're going to sing one final song. And then we're going to go out and we're going to eat and we're going to, the kids are going to go crazy and there are games and and we're just going to have a good time outside. It's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, I want to take this moment and I want to do something I believe is vitally, vitally, vitally important. And I don't want to brush over this and take it lightly. And I just want to take a moment before we sing this last song. And I want to say thank you to some people who have, who have given... A lot. There are a lot of you that have given a lot of your time, energy, resource, finances 
to make this a reality. To take this vision and say, you know what? By the grace of God, we're doing this. We're doing it. We're doing it. I want to say, I don't know how many of them are in here because a lot of them are serving outside right now, which is incredible. But many of you, uh, you've heard us talk about it before, but we had an original launch team. That before this church existed, there were about 25 people that said, let's go do this. Now, they were crazy. <laughs> they were crazy to say that. But we were, we were probably, there were about half of those that came along when we were still about a year and a half away from even starting the church. And for a year and a half said, we're going to do this, 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 and we're going to plan it, and we're going to do it, and we're going to do it for a year and a half. And it's like, okay, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? You know, but they stuck with us. And then, uh, and then about 10 months out, there were more people that came along and said, you know what, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm going to give money to this. I'm going to give my time to this. I'm going to give my energy to this. I'm going to give my life to this so that we can see people's lives changed in the city. And then there were a lot of you that came along on launch day, and you're still here. Bless God. You're still here after that first Sunday, and it was like, man, we are going to do this. We're going to make this happen. We're going to trust God in big ways, and we're going to make it happen. And so from the bottom of our heart, for every single one of you, we want to say, Thank you. Thank you. Our current elders that are on our elder board for all of their time, one of them couldn't be here today. He's serving somewhere else um, on a trip. But they give up their time every month. We're meeting together. We're praying together. We're, we're doing the best. We believe in being good stewards of what God has given us at this church. That includes people, that includes resource, that includes everything. And so we're, we're doing our best to hear the voice of God and say, this is the direction we're supposed to go. And so I'm thankful for them. Those who currently serve or have served on one of our setup teams, I just, I, I can't say enough about those of you that are getting here early, early, early in the morning to set up so that people can come to church and be in an atmosphere and experience Jesus. We're so thankful. And those of you who are serving on our serve team every single month, everyone who has consistently given financially through this church to make an impact in our community, to make an impact in kids' lives, to make an impact in the people. We, we exist as a church for the people that are not here yet. We exist for the people that have not even walked through the door yet. And your continued giving is making it possible to do things and, and reach people for Jesus. And so we're thankful for that. Everyone who has supported us and believed in us throughout this entire journey, uh, it y'all going to get me crying. For those of you, the title of my message today was a little bit crazy. And I want to say thank you to those of you that got behind something that sounded a little bit crazy and helped make it a reality. And I want to bring my wife up. Can you come up here? I remember it's been about three all it's been about three years ago when we had we had gone to a service at a church and we said <laughs> We were trying to figure out what the next step was for our lives and for our family. 
and we had known that that the Lord wanted us to plant a church. We just didn't know when and all this stuff. And can I just be honest with you? We were scared to death to do what God told us to do. But I remember driving driving home from this event, and we were talking, and it was like, you know, what, like, what do you think? When you're trying to make a big decision like that, your your stomach's in knots and you feel sick, and it's like I'm gonna throw up. And we were trying to make this decision on what to do, and I remember we looked at each other and and said that we both felt like, even though it was scary, that this was what we were this was the next step. This is what we were supposed to do. And for the last for the last three years, this woman has prayed for you and prayed for me. And she has been there, and the conversations that we've had that none of you know that we've had, (laughs) she has always been there. And I just want to tell you, so that you don't take it lightly, that there would be no Impact Church if it was not for my wife. She really is. You you don't know everything that she does. You don't see everything that she does. And the moments when people are down or I'm struggling or there's something going on in our family or whatever, that she takes the time to pray and encourage and always be there. And so just one more time, can we give it up? for my wife. And we just want to say we're going to we're going to sing and we're going to get out of here, I promise. But I didn't want to I, I know we're running a little bit long, but I didn't want to just brush over what I felt like God said to do. And we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for those of you that have been a part of this for this first year. No matter where you've come in at, you know, whether you, you've been here from the very beginning, three years beforehand, from launch day, you came in at some point and said, you know what, this is the vision that I'm going to get with, and we're going to see this through. We love you, and we appreciate you. And so God, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to sing the song, and when we finish singing, we'll dismiss. But I just want to go out of here on this, on this celebration day, celebrating that, that this church has existed for a year. We just want to sing this song one more time, and I want it. To, I want it to be our prayer, and our. I want it to be a part of our lives that every single day, no matter what's going on, His praise will always be on our lips, no matter what we're going through. God, I thank you. We thank you so much for your, your presence, for the calling that you have on our lives and as a church. And God, we just say right now, we do not take it lightly. And God, we're so thankful for every person that you have aligned and that you have brought our way to be a part of this vision, to be a part of this church, to be a part of what you are doing in our communities, in our city, and in the world. And we just are thankful that we get to be a part of it here in Paris, Texas. God, we leave here today in an attitude of praise and worship and thankfulness and celebration for what you have done over these last 52 weeks. 
And we truly believe that the best is yet to come. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.